1: to the P1 Podcast with Matt and Tommy. Today, we are reviewing the Singapore Grand Prix through our washed opinion driver ratings out of 10. And I think there's some incredible grades on the horizon and also some horrendous grades, Tom Bellingham.
0: There sure is. Yeah, it's going to be quite the spicy one, I think, because there's a lot of people that did very well, a lot of people that did uh, extremely poorly. Uh, And then it's one of those races where it's also quite hard to judge sometimes because, oh my word, when you have like multiple safety cars and stuff, it's like trying to balance who's fortunate versus who's driven well. Exactly. So I'm sure that, you know, our our
1: ratings will please everybody, (laughs) um, but that's fine. So let's get into it then, shall we? And begin with Logan Sargent, Logie Bear, Logie Sarge. Oh, dear. Started 18th, finished 14th, which on paper you think, ah, well, you know, rookie round Singapore. But unfortunately, this man hit the wall. So I'm going to give him a three out of 10. Uh, He was having an okay race. He said after the race that, you know, the pace wasn't too bad, blah, blah, blah. But he hit the wall. And I'm now slowly merging into a Tom Bellingham now where... You know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But then look, you, Tommy, you, you persuaded me that rookies shouldn't be this way, especially with a whole season almost under their belts. So it is a poor grade for me. I'm sorry, Logie Sarge. Um, I know he tried very hard to bring it back afterwards. But yeah, it's a three. Sorry.
0: I've gone for a three out of ten as well. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of almost it's ridiculous almost that we kind of constantly, every time we get to this, go, he's a rookie, remember, because we're like 15 races into the season now. And you've got Liam Lawson doing bits in an AlphaTauri in his third race. So, um, yeah, uh, he wasn't a million miles off Alban, uh, which looked a bit better because it wasn't suited. Um, and I think we even said that this is kind of a free pass for him because it doesn't suit the Williams. So all he has to do is just make it round and not crash, but then he crashed. So not good. Yeah,
1: it was one of those crashes that was just a bit... It's one of those pathetic crashes, isn't it? Where it's slow into the wall. He loses. It looks like a controller disconnect. Yeah, it looks like you've gone in a little bit too quickly with the controller and it's not turned the way you want it to and you're into the wall. Um, So yeah, that mistake was was obviously incredibly costly for him uh, and ruined his race. Alex Albon now, started 14th, finished 11th.
0: Gone for an 8 out of 10 for Alex Albon uh very unlucky not to get a point because of the Perez lunge um he got the the good strategy at the end where he was coming through the field and probably would have got uh lawson so uh the way he was like flying through uh, he was on the back of Lawson i think when um Perez took him out um so unlucky for Albon, uh particularly you know a good drive on a track that doesn't suit the williams. Certainly doesn't. Uh, I've also given him an 8 out of
1: 10 uh, because it would have been an incredibly impressive result, uh, I think, for for Albon. Uh, didn't have the greatest of qualifiers, but this Williams, as we know, characteristics just don't suit uh, this track. And, and for him to potentially, you know, he could have easily got maybe a ninth, and, and that would have been uh, amazing uh, for him in that Williams. But unfortunately for him, got dive-bombed by Perez. Was not Alex's fault, to be honest with you. I think that you know Perez was just eager to get through at a place that requires the other driver to be willing to let you up the inside. And he was just a little bit too far back, I think, for Alex to have to be able to give him that space because he'd committed to the corner by the time Perez was then in his side. So, unfortunate for Albon. Uh, and I'm not downgrading him for the fact that there was that contact because I, I don't particularly blame him uh, for that incident. Liam Lawson now started 10th, finished 9th. And it is a big, Fat, whopping, five, I'm joking, 10 out of 10 for Liam Lawson. What a drive, made it to Q3. Just the the head on his shoulders is mature, it's calm, it's composed. His post-race interview as well, it was funny. Rather than him being like, oh, my God, I got points. He was like, yeah, I need to figure out what's going on at the start. I lost a couple of positions there, and I've done that in the last few Grand Prix. So he's continuously trying to think about how to improve his performances, even after scoring his first ever points. So Lawson has got that mentality about him, I think, that will make him a very good driver. And what more could we have possibly asked for him than scoring points around the hardest track on the calendar in terms of physicality and the, just the conditions that those drivers have to race in?
0: Yep, I've also gone for a ten out of ten, completely error-free race weekend, it has to be said, because he was also really good in qualifying. Obviously, knocked both Red Bulls out of uh of the session, which is pretty wild. Uh, and then just kept his nose clean. It's one of those races where Alpha Tower this season haven't scored uh many points. They'd scored three up until this point, and he's almost doubled their tally with that uh, getting a couple of points. But it just shows that in those crazy races, they just needed someone that just can have a like a a solid race um and deliver you know deliver a solid error free weekend to grab some points and that's exactly what Lawson's doing which is wild when he's the driver that's only been in the car for <laughs> three races um so very impressive from from Lawson and uh could well be a drive that we look back on uh next year and go this is the this is the drive that got him the the AlphaTauri seat or whatever they're going to be called next year Yes, whatever
1: they're going to be called, because there's many options for that. Next up, Yuki Tsunoda
0: started 15th, finished DNF. Yeah, it's gone for a five out of 10 uh, for Yuki Tsunoda. Got punted out by Perez on lap one. Um, He was looking quick, uh, which is painful for him because maybe this is classic Yuki Tsunoda, I guess, that he has his moments of brilliance where he's incredibly quick um topped Q1 with an amazing lap that i actually saw that uh, going back through the times that you know Lawson didn't actually even beat that time to get into <laughs> into the next session into uh, to get into Q3 so it shows what a good lap that was from Yuki so he had the pace to do it um but he got blocked by Verstappen in Q2 but then made an error and he's not the one that should be making errors when he's been in the car for uh, what is this now third season so yeah unfortunate for for yuki
1: i've also gone for a five out of ten just purely because it's so difficult to grade to grade him because of course you know we, we have to look at qualifying as well if if he only managed a couple of laps because of perez just um wiping him out on lap two i think it was uh into um was it it was it lap one i can't remember but um but yeah lap it one, was yeah. it was lap, lap one two? very first yeah lap one. lap one yeah yeah it was okay right at the start. Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah perez i, I did he even get a penalty for that? Paris, I don't think, got a penalty for that, did he? Just no, shoved no. the nose in, wiped out Sonoda, and uh, didn't get any sort of penalty. But as for Sonoda, it's very difficult to judge. I think I'm just going to go straight down the middle, just purely because um, it's a case of what if and what could have been. But Sonoda needs cleaner, better weekends. Um, I suppose that being that far down the pack, you could say, sort of leads to these kinds of incidents where. You know, you're you're in the mix of so many cars potentially. You know, drivers that are, are trying to make up positions like Perez. Uh, whereas if you qualify a bit better, like Lawson, uh, perhaps there's there's that less of an eagerness um, as you go up the up the field. So unfortunate for Sonoda, and he's going to need a good weekend at his home Grand Prix uh, this weekend. Nico Hulkenberg now started ninth, finished thirteenth. This is a this is a difficult one because I feel like this is one of the drivers where just got. Screwed over um, by by the safety car a little bit. I'm going to go for a six out of 10 for Nika Hulkenberg. Obviously made Q3, which is an impressive feat, but was actually outperformed by by Magnussen this weekend. Um, he had to double stack behind Magnussen as well, which which lost in places. And then he was just on old hards and, and was a sitting duck. Uh, so just simple hass things really uh, towards the end of the race. But it's still a, a good performance, I think. It's just... Has a very, very hard to uh, get any kind of result out of in a
0: race. They sure are. Yeah, I've gone for a 6 out of 10 as well. Um, It wasn't a terrible uh, weekend for him by any stretch. You know, he was slower than Magnussen, which I guess is a surprise in qualifying based on how this year's gone. But he was the unfortunate one that, yeah, had to you know double step behind Magnussen. And then Magnussen made a mistake, so hope got ahead. But then he had the the bad strategy at the end that was just praying that the hard tires would last, and the cars that had made that switch under the VSC were were so much quicker. So unlucky for Holkenberg could have easily been uh, a point, but alas, it's a thirteenth place, which is actually not that bad for for Haas, because I thought they'd plummet further from their from their grid spot.
1: Well, not that bad, but we had four people not make it to the finish line. So, <laughs> so that kind of glorifies them a little bit. Uh, Kevin Magnuson now started sixth, finished tenth.
0: I've gone for an eight out of ten for Kevin Magnuson. Uh very good quality. Uh made a mistake. I'm now thinking because he made a mistake Kevin. <laughs> po- kind of got a point though in a house and qualified six. Um so yeah, he is getting an eight because uh it's very difficult to to get a point in a the house. They've not got many points recently. Uh, of course, he was very fortunate that the VSC gamble uh, worked for him. That he was the one that could go ham at the end. Um, so yeah, why not eight for KMac? <laughs> I can you see there's points. still there's still <laughs> an element of doubt there. Um, I'm going to go with a seven
1: out of ten. I was going to give him an eight out of ten, and then I just remembered how costly that mistake was, and he was bailed time, out a little yeah. bit by the uh, by the VSC. I mean, he lost four, five positions with that one yeah, mistake. Yeah. He then just had no pace, no no grip. Um, but no, it's still you know good performance still to get that point. He wouldn't have got a point had it not been obviously for George Russell's uh, crash on the last lap. Um, but yeah, the VSC gamble worked. It was clearly something that I'm sure a lot of teams will look back on and go, we should have done that as well if they didn't. Uh, but yeah, K-Mag still scoring a point. That's something we didn't expect to happen in the Haas. Uh, it did require uh, a few drivers ahead of them DNFing, but uh, but they still... Uh, managed to get that point on the board. Lance Stroll now! <laughs> <laughs> Would have started last, but didn't, because he didn't start. It's a 0 out of 10 for Lance Stroll this weekend, um, because he was on a horrendous lap. Still managed to crash. Really glad that he walked away uh, from it. But of course, that crash led for him to be obviously quite sore. Um, and demolish the car, what more can we judge from him than crashing in qualifying from a horrendous lap that wouldn't have made him out of Q1 anyway, so it's going to be a zero?
0: Yeah, it's got to be a zero. Uh, what more is there to say? Just didn't even start the race because of an error, so uh, shocking shocking from Stroll when he needed something. Maybe this could have been the track to um, do something, particularly when you said he was going to be biggest good surprise, uh, and particularly when his teammates uh, wasn't particularly great either, but we'll get into that.
1: Did you see the glitch on the F1 app where it just said Alonso was Aston Martin in the constructor standings? <laughs> yeah. Everyone else had uh, two drivers <laughs> and it just said Alonso for, for Aston Martin, which no, it's is not far off. Kind of true. Um, but yeah, poor old Stroll. Fernando Alonso
0: now started 7th, finished 15th. Gone for a 3 out of 10 for Fernando Alonso. It's a shocking uh, race for him. Uh, obviously, it was... He didn't deliver in quality. I think uh, there was more time on the table because I don't think I think we we're chatting about it. They didn't actually go that much quicker than Q2. Um, so there was more time there. The pit lane error was his fault, of course. Um, and then he had errors in the pits and uh, that tumbled him down the order anyway. But it was a uncharacteristic race from Alonso, easily like the worst race uh of the season, but probably could argue even maybe since uh, he's come back because uh, it was really uh, poor from him and kind of rookie errors uh, to kind of go off a little bit. So yeah, not great from Fernando. So my grade is going to be,
1: uh, without the slight fanboy of Tom Bellingham thinking Fernando Alves is the go, I'm going to go with a two out of 10 uh, for Fernando. It was a race that you do not expect from him. Uh, Very disappointing to, to, to say the least. And I think he does deserve... Uh, this low grade, because you know, to make that error into the uh, into the pit lane, um, you know, going wide and then getting that five second penalty. Obviously, the pit lane error wasn't his fault. It's just the new rear jack was was not working properly, um, and then going off as well on the soft tyres. It was just such an uncharacteristic race from Fernando Alonso that you just don't expect from him. So it's a harsh grade and i think if anyone else did this kind of performance it might have been a 3 maybe even a 4 but i expect more from fernando alonso and you do take into account the driver as well and you know the expectations that, that are on their shoulders so 2 out of 10 for fernando sorry not sorry valtteri bottas now started 16th finished a dnf valtteri he was i don't i'm going to give him a 4 out of 10 uh, it wasn't a good race at any point for Valtteri. I was looking through the the extended highlights and just looking at the gaps at all times. And he was, he was not anywhere close to even the back of the pack uh, at, at points during that hard tire stint. Obviously he did get screwed over by the safety car. Um, but, and then had a gearbox problem. He didn't seem to be too upset with his race. So I wonder if he was happier than, than perhaps, you know, people watching would have been with him, but yeah, it's a 4 out of 10 uh, for Valtteri in a car that is, I would say, the worst on the grid um, that at the moment, that Alfa Romeo, so
0: yeah. Yeah, i gone for a 5 out of 10 for Valtteri Bottas, straight down the middle. He um, was the quicker of the Alphas, but yeah, it got screwed by the safety was car. Was he? Then, yeah, because he got qualified Joe, and then Joe I'll started qualified. The pit lane. And in then, the race? Well, Joe... Did that weird strategy where he pitted early and Bottas was at the back of the pack. Um Jay was on his own where he could like push because uh, Bottas was in that well entire field train of. But no, he wasn't things. though. I, I I looked at the
1: the when the safety car came out, he was nine seconds off the back of the pack on his hard tyres. So he wasn't even stuck in the in the pack. He was just doing Bottas things and having one of those anonymous boring races. I thought I was about to the
0: Bottas slanderer. Sorry. I'm just over, saying, over, I'm just dropping it. you with facts here. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I just think that the Alfa Romeo is absolutely awful. Um, I think it is the worst car on the grid, like you say now. Um, and I don't think there's much he could do. And I'd say that he just, he's only getting a five because he didn't put it in the wall or make a, a mistake. Okie dokie. Joe Guanyu now started from the pits and finished 12th. Gone for a six out of ten, for Joe Um, very close to points. Obviously did that gamble of starting in the pits and changing his setup uh to very nearly score a point, um, which would have been a very good drive uh in a in a car that I think is absolutely nowhere. He had a very weird race that he was just like driving a completely different strategy to everyone else. Um but alas, no points again, and that alpha just looks absolutely woeful, like we were saying in the Bottas one so I'm going to give him a seven and I'm,
1: I'm even close to an eight because we're saying that it's the worst car on the grid. And he started from the pit lane and finished 12th and, and we're, we're out here giving him mediocre grades. I, I just, I just feel like Zhou Guanyu needs to be hyped up here. You know, the strategy was, was an aggressive one. Uh, I am going to commit to a seven because he didn't score any points, but it's a, it's a great drive. Like he was, he made the most of the mediums uh, towards the end. I'd say he was fortunate. Uh, in the way in which uh, the strategy sort of played out with the safety cars. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a good drive from Joe Guanyu uh, to finish 12th uh, after all that. So um, well done, Joe. I will hype you up. <laughs> Next up, Oscar Piastri started 17th, finished 7th. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 for Oscar Piastri. Uh, he obviously was very unfortunate with the qualifying Uh, that went on. Um, No, actually, screw it. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten for Oscar Piastri uh, because he was screwed over by Stroll's crash, which meant he was knocked out in Q1. He was driving the old spec McLaren, which was costing him three, four tenths a lap, I think was estimated. Um, And to finish seventh in your first Singapore Grand Prix to gain ten positions in a car that is not as quick as Lando's, you're getting a nine from me, my friend. Well done, Oscar.
0: I go for a seven out of ten for Oscar Piastri. I think a nine is incredibly generous even though he's obviously got a Put some apart. respect on his name well he's, he's done very well but the fact is he still was in that position yeah he was unfortunate of the strong crash but um he's done well don't get me wrong to get back uh into seventh but um it's a good solid drive as like a damage limitation drive but not a not an absolute worldy of a drive so well done oscar but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you a delusional nine <laughs> <laughs> Tommy still sore from
1: my comments about Alfa Romeo. <laughs> it's good we're we disagreeing. Or Fernando, that, will... that one
0: extra point has hurt me too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no, good. Look, I disagreeing, eh? No, this is no, what people I'm, want. I'm finally, with Oscar's
1: performance, good job, mate. Ten posa- positions at Singapore. Your first time out there. Don't listen to Tommy with his seven. Maybe an eight was more fair, but I've I've committed to a nine now.
0: Lando Norris started fourth, finished second. It's a ten out of ten for Lando. He uh, got everything out of that McLaren. Obviously he had the better McLaren, but um it's still incredibly impressive. Uh I don't know how he held off Russell, to be honest. It was brilliant defensive driving. Obviously, um that was when I want to say that he didn't actually have the DRS from science either when he did that. So um really good from from Lando. Uh my only annoyance is that like he needs his first win now. He's he's so good. He's driving so brilliantly. We need to see Lando on the on the top step soon. But Another brilliant P2 and pretty much a perfect drive. So well done, Lando. 10 out of 10 from me as well. Uh, It was a brilliant drive from
1: Lando, you know, to think that that McLaren has been topsy-turvy in in the way in which it's been performing of, of late sometimes it's been able to challenge for the win sometimes it falls off a little bit uh but McLaren were back again with Lando with the fully specced out new upgrades on that car and and he delivered with it you know to get a, a great qualifying performance out of it to start fourth to, to be ahead of Hamilton was was really crucial for his his race to then be in that front pack uh for the entirety of the race basically so uh so yeah a brilliant performance from Lando and as you say to hold off George was was, was amazing uh, I don't think any of us expected it Uh, And if anything, you know, he saved um, Carlos Sainz, uh, his victory as well with that defensive uh, performance. So And McLaren had a slightly more straight line speed than anyone else uh, the Mercedes. That was very surprising indeed, um, because uh, it was the slowest, I think, in Monza, because Alex Albon was praising the fact that Lando was so slow in a straight line and couldn't pass him. So well done, Lando. Uh, We now move to Pierre Gasly. Started 12th, finished 6th. I'm going to give an eight out of ten for Pierre. Um, he was a little bit slower than Ocon, but I think he was still very much in that that fight uh, with, with Ocon. And I think Alonso at the time, uh, I think he was only a couple of seconds behind Ocon when when Esti Besti, uh unfortunately uh, retired from the race. Uh, but it was a very solid performance from Pierre. You know, you cannot cannot understate scoring a sixth place in an Alpine that maybe didn't look as as good as as perhaps a sixth place um, warranted. So uh, so well done, Pierre. P eight uh, eight out of ten, not P eight. P eight out <laughs> of ten. Well done.
0: Uh, I've gone for an eight out of ten as well for Gasly. Um, I think you know, obviously Ocon did the, did the better job, um, but for Gasly to get a P six uh, is very impressive. You know, kept his nose clean in quite a crazy race, um, and yeah, it's it's just one of those like. Uh, one of those drives that you need for the constructor's title uh, to you know when the car's not breaking down like Ocon's to to pick up some valuable points for Alpine because yeah they're a very very bizarre team that are, are really difficult to place sometimes you feel like they're best of the rest behind that kind of top 5 teams then others they're completely nowhere and yeah they're kind of in no man's land at the moment uh, Alpine but this 6th is a very good result for for the team so good job from Pierre Esty Bestie now started eighth, did not finish. Pain. Uh, Gone for a nine out of 10 for Esty Bestie. It was a very good drive on his birthday. And this is why we're not allowed nice things because the car broke down. Uh, After an amazing move on Alonso, like that was beautiful. Um, The way he like positioned his car Proper overtakes, I will always just laud because rather than DRS passes and the way he just positioned his car in the perfect place and then used the the car in front of him and the the way that, you know, used the track to his advantage. Uh, it was a brilliant drive from, from Ocon and deserved better. Completely agree.
1: I've gone for a 9 out of 10 as well uh, for Esteban Ocon. Um, he was looking really good. Uh, it was great to see both the Alpines up there, and they looked like they were going to score some some really solid points. But unfortunately for SD Bestie, there was you know they were speaking about I think it was Coulthard maybe in the highlights saying he hit the curb slightly at, on the round the final corner, and he thought maybe that was the reason for uh, the gearbox issue. But either way, uh, it was uh, yeah quite upsetting. So you could tell how much that that meant to him, and, and of course being on his birthday, he was quite um, down and upset in, in the, uh, the the post race interviews and. But it was good to see that that move on Alonso. You don't pull off a move like that on Fernando Alonso normally. Uh, Fernando would not let that happen uh, nine times out of ten. But uh, Esteban managed to pull it off beautifully. So, yeah, a nine out of ten for Esteban.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Lewis Hamilton now started fifth, finished third. Gone for an eight out of 10 for Lewis. He lost it all in qualifying. He himself said it. He If he'd have been on pole position, I think he even said he should have been on pole position, considering uh, what that car could have done. But instead, he was nearly half a second off. Um, He was incredibly quick at the end of the race. And I I firmly believe that if he had been the only one to pit, which Mercedes might have thought was a better strategy uh, in hindsight, then Hamilton might have won that race. Uh, But instead... A third place because George couldn't get through and then, of course, uh, crashed at the end. Uh, no high of a grade, though, because it was really lost in qualifying and and then he was he was kind of stuck there. Of course, he had that turn one incident, we'll call it, uh, on lap one where he he outbraked um, Lando and then went off the track. It was 50-50, I think, as to whether he had to give that back to Lando, but did because the FIA kindly asked them to. Uh, but yeah, it was a very good drive from Lewis, uh, eight out of ten.
0: Gone for an eight out of ten as well. Um for the same the same reasons really you know his pace was unbelievable at the end and i absolutely think that he would have won the race um had he been the only merc to do that to that gamble his pace was so so good but it can't be a 9 or 10 because i think the mercedes should have won that race with with their pace um and hamilton in particular like you say lost it in qualifying to be that far behind russell in qualifying um always put him on the back foot and then he had a few moments as well in the race. Um, I think he was very fortunate not to get a penalty. I think it was the move on Perez where he went all four wheels off, uh, which we've seen given before where people get penalties for it. Um, so maybe if he had one, it would have been a controversial win because people would have looked back on that and go, "How has he not got a penalty there?" But um, it's still a it's still a good drive from from Hamilton. It kind of yeah. At the end of the race, we we saw that Hamilton, I think, um, still has that kind of raw race pace.
1: Certainly does. George Russell now started second and was classified in 16th, but crashed on
0: the last lap. I've gone for a one out of 10 for George Russell um, because essentially he's driving a, <laughs> a race-winning car that should have won the race and he's not got any points. So I don't think you can give him any more than that because I know it's savage, but that is Formula One. You're driving a car to win that should have won Uh, You could argue that he maybe should have won anyway uh, by passing Lando, uh, and then he's crashed with uh, an error that's his own fault. So, one out of ten. Jeez,
1: Tommy's (laughs) not holding his shots back. I have gone for a four out of ten for George Russell um, because I have a little bit more of a heart and empathy uh, in this particular situation. about grades, (laughs) I think he was very unlucky, uh, actually, with the way in which he crashed because Lando... Kind of baited him into it just purely from the angle in which you go into that corner, and Lando's right rear clipped that wall. So I think George was incredibly lucky. Obviously, there is there is partly uh, him to be uh, to blame for that, and, and crashing out is obviously a, an incredibly difficult thing to uh, and a pill to swallow. And, and the the emotion he showed after the race as well was 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 heartbreaking to to see in that post race interview. Um, but yeah, I, I I just feel like four's more more appropriate um, and. I'm sorry, George Russell, for the way in which you felt after the race. And don't listen to the podcast and Tommy's rating. But I also understand your side as well, <laughs> Tommy. Sure it doesn't. It depends which side you go down.
0: No, we're meant of... to disagree. This what no, no, no. I
1: understand why you've given him a one. I just can't. I just, my heart just can't do it. Okay. Fair. Carlos Sainz started first, finished first. It is the biggest 10 out of 10 I think of the season, if that's possible. I know that it's a 10s are 10, but on on the piece of paper, it'll say 10, but there'll be like a, a golden 10 or something like that. <laughs> because uh, what more can you say about Carlos and what he achieved uh, in that race? It was so impressive. I mean, I've said it in the podcast and uh, the post-race podcast that is just, just the way in which he managed that race and gave Lando DRS in the right areas was the only way he won that race. If he didn't take it into his own hands, Ferrari didn't tell him to do it. Ferrari, in fact, were kind of questioning. Uh, Lando's in DRS, my friend. Um, you know, maybe pick up the pace. That was kind of what the the, the suggestion was with that with that uh, team radio. But you know, Carlos knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that Lando had to stay in second in order for him to, to win that race. He also managed those tyres beautifully. You look at Charles Leclerc and how much he fell off at the end of the race. For Carlos to not suffer that same fate, bravo. Carlos signs 10 out of 10, masterful.
0: Yeah, I've gone for a 10 out of 10 as well. Uh, The way you're saying that made me think that maybe we need to, when we do our P1, they get like an an 11 out of 10 or something, like an extra point because uh, Carlos, I think, uh, if I'm right in saying that, he's got kind of three straight 10 out of 10s in a row now, um, potentially. Um, But this drive was so much better that, yeah, it almost feels like he deserves an 11 out of 10 because it was so... So good. Um, I do love drives like this where it's not necessarily about being the the fastest, which obviously he had great speed as well, uh, but it was an intelligent win. I've seen a lot of people comparing it to maybe like a Michael Schumacher when he was at Ferrari. And it was more about like an intelligent drive rather than necessarily just being about like being really quick and just going away from the field. And uh, he did exactly what he needed to do, controlled the race, um, even though some people maybe think that made the race a bit uh, dull at the start, but he was doing everything he needed to do um, to get that win. And then we said it in the main race, but the absolute tenacity to uh, have the the minerals, as you like to say, to, to drop back. Which surely against is, is so such a like against your racing driver instincts to be like I will go slower to win. Um but especially but when technical. on
1: that lap fifty eight, I think it was, or fifty nine, when when Lando defended from George, Carlos had a 1.3, 1.4 second gap, I think. He was uh, fine, yeah. But uh, he knew about he to start to that final corner. So he literally let off to enable to give Lando D R S again. It's you know, so clever.
0: So good. Yeah, well done Carlos. Um best driver's career, easily. Superb.
1: The P1 curse has been Uno reversed and he is using it for good. Charles Leclerc now started third, finished fourth.
0: Gone four. This is very, very difficult. I've gone for a seven out of 10. It's so difficult to rate Charles in this race because he's not a million miles off science. um, which is a mad thing to say because you look actually on paper and you go, well, he's 20 seconds behind his fourth when Carlos won the race. Um but it wasn't miles off in quality, um, and essentially, like he played the the supporting role. Um, but maybe, maybe the slightly lower grade um, is kind of what you said earlier, where you kind of expect more from him, and maybe it's a surprise that he's the one that's sort of had to be the the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, seven out of ten for Charles.
1: I've gone for a seven out of ten as well. Um... It could have been very, very different had he qualified 0.08 quicker uh, in qualifying and and been ahead of Carlos Sainz. It might well have been a role reversal. Um, I can't give him any higher. And in fact, looking more into the race, you know how we were like, Ferrari, they, they they played a worldie, blah, blah, blah. I actually am pretty livid that Charles Leclerc did not pit during that VSC to go on the mediums and to go on the attack because it's estimated you needed about a 1.4 delta to the car in front to pass. Obviously, about four-tenths of that is is DRS, which means you need a second advantage. If you put Charles Leclerc on mediums, in a car that clearly is really quick around Singapore, you go on the attack and you actually go for something, and you could be just right with the Mercedes and, and perhaps, who knows, what could have happened. Instead, he was a sitting duck, and maybe some of that is in hindsight, but it also, I think, was quite clear that Charles Leclerc was struggling massively. It's a Ferrari... We know what they're like on the tire wear. He did nothing. He did nothing to stop George Russell and Lewis Hamilton going through. It's not like he was defended like a lion. He couldn't. He was a sacrificial lamb with no legs. So for me, and also I want to see that from Charles Leclerc to actually just box and be like, now screw this. I'm not going to sit out here on the hards like some kind of joke And just, you know, be this number two driver for the whole time because it didn't it didn't change anything. Perhaps Ferrari thought they might it might have. But what you know, looking back at that, I don't know why they didn't go on the attack on the mediums. That's all I'll say.
0: Interesting. I I still think it it's a hindsight thing because I think at the time we all thought actually Charles gonna essentially be able to hold him off for a bit. And of course he didn't in the end, but
1: at the time, though, I was screaming and I was like, look, if the VSC comes out, Charles Leclerc boxes and goes on mediums. And I think I said for like Hamilton as well to go on the mediums. They didn't do it. Mercedes clearly knew that there was going to. The fact that Mercedes double stacked both cars to put on the mediums, they knew what was up. You know, they gave up track position for it. I know they were going for the win, but it clearly worked as well. So I know it's a bit of hindsight, but my God, just go on the attack for God's sake. <laughs> Literally Charles Leclerc. This is Charles Leclerc. This ain't this ain't no, you know, slow tortoise of a driver. Maybe this is my fanboy showing, but just, God's sake, Charles. <laughs> you know, just, I just want him to take a bit more of a of a grip on it a little bit. You know what I mean?
0: He comes into the pits and then the, he's like, I need softs. And then they're they're. Sat on the pit wall, calculating, Sainz's race win, and don't even notice he's come in. And then sat <laughs> that's what it felt
1: second. like, though. I think the soft tyres um, choice at the beginning was right. And Charles, I think, said after the race that it was a late, a late call to go on the softs at the starts so that he could try and attack George and get into second. That was perfect. Um, and then as well, the the gap that he, he wanted to signs, I think, it was five seconds or so, um, and that was so that he could box. And then uh, because he he was going to box earlier, and we were speaking about this on the watch long, weren't we? We were saying, oh, you know. Will he? Will he undercut signs with with the fact that he'll he'll box? But yeah, yeah. But no, it it kind of screwed him a little bit with that safety car and and whatnot. But hey ho, we move on. I'm totally okay. Sergio Perez now started thirteenth, finished eighth. I've gone for a four out of ten. Bacheco. Uh, I think it was a very clumsy weekend from him this weekend. Of course, he made that mistake in Q two. Perhaps that was his opportunity to outqualify Verstappen and have a bit better of a, of a race. Uh, but instead, he made that that mistake in, in the first sector. Then crashed into Sonoda on the first lap. Crashed into Albon and went past uh, as well with a with another clumsy move. I would I would say. Yeah, he did struggle with with a bad safety car, but I don't think it was a very good race from Perez at all. And I think Verstappen at the end of the race showed that there was some innate raw speed on those mediums at the end. Because Verstappen gained 18 seconds on Charles Leclerc in four laps and I think finished over half a minute clear of Perez in the end. So yeah, four out of 10.
0: I've gone for a five out of 10 for Perez. Um, I do agree somewhat that, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking the same, that this might have been the race where because the red Bull was on the back foot and this may be, you know, not completely on rails and dominant, this could be Perez's time to maybe put one over on Verstappen, you know, supposedly king of the streets and all all that kind of stuff. And he just wasn't, uh, you know, he still finished 30 odd seconds behind Verstappen, which you can argue has been like the norm this season. Um, But the reason it's a five is because he has picked up a a P8, um, which is decent points, if not uh, spectacular. But it's still a disappointing race from from Perez when, in a weird way, um, the Red Bull kind of being bad kind of maybe could have given him a chance to, like like I say, put one over on Verstappen or show what he's made of. And like he won in Singapore last year when Verstappen wasn't there. So, But alas, he didn't.
1: He did not. Uh, I would have given him, given him a slightly better grade had it not been for the two Yeats. Uh, Max Verstappen started 11th, finished
0: 5th. Gone for an 8 out of 10 for Max Verstappen. Um, This is a very difficult one to judge because I think he's got like the most he possibly could out of that car. I mean, you look at the race, and it's actually a pretty good drive considering the circumstances that he's uh, driving a very tricky Red Bull. And the way the race panned out, I do wonder if he hadn't been shafted by the safety car and the VSC coming literally the lap after he pitted. Um, so he didn't get gain that time in the, the pits. Uh, what might have been? Maybe he could have been on the back of that train as well and make it a five car fight. Who knows? Um, but either way, um, I think it was a drive that he showed that he can still get the maximum out of a car, even when it's completely off day and to nearly get a P4. Is actually a minor miracle, but I kind of don't want to give him a nine because I feel like I'm a bit of a fanboy, <laughs> and I think maybe I have to downgrade him because of uh, of quality. Like I think he could have got through really realistically, yes. and he would have had a better. Well,
1: a better he made that race. mistake, didn't he? He made yeah, that mistake yeah. in the first sector, and he would have he would have uh, made it through, and then perhaps you know started in the top five, and it would have been a completely different race. Um, I've gone for an eight out of ten as well for Max. Um, he finished only 21 seconds off the win, which, if you think about how much he was screwed over. Uh, it's uh, pretty damn impressive, and I th- I genuinely believe if he hadn't been screwed over, he would have potentially won that race. the The pace that he showed at the end on the mediums was frightening. Like I've already said about how quickly he he caught Leclerc, but he came alive. Like that Red Bull was incredibly quick on the mediums at the end. Um, so yeah, it's still a-, a great drive from from Max, and that's mad to think that P five is. Is a great drive, and and also that I've secured biggest flop this week. But that's because he didn't win. You know what I mean? I was always yeah, taking yeah. biggest flop if he didn't win after ten races, winning in a row. What I won't have, and it's just, it's just Twitter in a
0: nutshell. <laughs> I knew you were gonna the say amount Twitter. of
1: trolls saying that oh Max getting beaten in the most dominant car of all time, like these people. <coughs> excuse me, getting a little bit clustered right now. I'm speaking like I'm some sort of a Verstappen fanboy. These people don't clearly understand that sometimes teams can have an off day. The car isn't dominant, isn't the fastest car out there. Just because they've won 10 in a row, we've seen it with Mercedes in the past. And I guarantee these people that support Mercedes wouldn't highlight that when Mercedes had their <laughs> off weekend at yeah. Singapore, that they had the most dominant car of all time and, oh my God, we're we're the worst team in the world. So I think, Max, we saw it every time on board.
0: They were... Sliding around, the car wasn't working. It's not like Perez qualified second, and then you're like, "Oh, actually Max is just having a bad race. yeah the, the, their gap between their teammate like it was the, well, same. It was so the you, same it was like it was yeah. the same as normal, like Max qualified Perez and then beat him in the race by 30 seconds. It just the red bull, even though it sounds absolutely insane to say, was yeah maybe like the third or fourth best car uh, of uh, i mean qualifying they were nowhere. Uh, in the race, yeah, I think they they had a good car at the end, but qualifying is where it all went undone because they just could not get it going.
1: And there you go. Now we have to crown our P one. No hesitation <laughs> whatsoever. It's Mister Carlos signs. Uh, of course, shout out to Liam Lawson getting the other ten um, in my
0: books. But yeah, Carlos is is getting getting the award this week from me definitely uh it's got to be carlos what a drive best drive of his career um one of if not the best drive of the season as well uh so i still Robert. think if we asked him
1: he would say his best drive of his career was brazil 2019 because he did loads because of he was probably takes. singapore yeah. is a control race right it's mm. not a it's not a sensational drive through the field which i imagine is probably more satisfying entertaining and satisfying mm. as a driver um, but it's still, I would say, it's his second best drive of his career, just purely. But it's a different, it's a different it's kind a different of drive, drive, isn't it? Yeah. It's to have the the minerals, as I like to call it, uh, to 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 deliver and to to manage that the way the way he did. Uh, maybe a joint first, but in completely different ways. We'll ask him next time we get him on the quad, eh? We'll get him another hour him on again. Like, Carlos, if, it's, if his form hour. slumps, get him on for another hour, and then he'll Look, start winning again. I reckon we are the we are the answer to Carlos. Queueing up now, drivers the queue. There you up. go. They, they, they really aren't, really... but please, please keep up. <laughs> please do. Okay, that is it. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to this uh, Driver Ratings for the Singapore Grand Prix. I'm sure you will have your own opinion on how we have graded each and every driver. Please be nice, uh, because opinions are like a-holes. We all have one. Tommy, what are your final thoughts?
0: Uh, let's see um, Max Verstappen Revenge Tour, uh, how that goes yeah. in Japan. That was my final thought, is Jesus Please be prepared
1: for what (laughs) we are about to experience around Suzuka because I think Max might try and lap everyone. So we'll be there, though, live on Twitch. As always, Matt P1, Tommy, uh, come and join us this weekend. We'll also, of course, have lots more content coming your way. Predictions is literally going out on Wednesday, so not far away at all. See you very soon. Bye! Bye!
0: P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.